The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. It's the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Lynn. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about how big of a problem credit card fraud is. Being the target of credit card fraud twice in the last year, I wanted to do a podcast regarding the widespread problem. You would think with advances in technology for fighting credit card fraud that the problem should be diminishing. However, this is anything but the case. Stick around for today's podcast episode as I talk about how big of a problem credit card fraud is. Before I get started on this podcast episode, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. This podcast, I really wanted to go over credit card fraud and kind of talk about it because last year I had two occasions where I was the target of credit card fraud. I really started to look into it on how big of a problem it really is. And according to a Nielsen report, payment card fraud losses worldwide totaled $27.85 billion just a few years ago, and it's projected to reach a staggering loss of $40.63 billion within the next 10 years. Credit card fraud is a big problem that doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon. And I guess one of the questions I have is, why is credit card fraud so bad? And what can you do to try and avoid being a target. When I really started to research this subject, being a target of credit card myself in the last few years, I really discovered how big of a problem credit card fraud is. It it might come as a surprise or it may not to some people that actually the leading country for credit card fraud is the United States. The U.S. takes first place with 38.6% of all reported card fraud losses, totaling more than $9.4 billion. A report by the United States Sentencing Commission showed in 2019 that 76,538 cases of credit card fraud were reported. Since 2015, credit card fraud has increased 13.3%. The median loss for credit card fraud has been $77,000. 17.8% of these losses involved amounts of $15,000 or less. Offenders of credit card fraud are almost always 80% of the time men, which was somewhat surprising, with an average age of 34. 45.4% of these offenders typically have little to no criminal history. Race doesn't seem to be a factor either with credit card fraud, with a close comparison of 37.6% of offenders being black, 34.2% Hispanic, and 22% white. 9.5% of theft, property destruction, and fraud offenses involve credit card fraud. Some of the top areas in the country for credit card fraud are Florida and California. Now, being a resident of Florida for many years now, it really doesn't surprise me that Florida is a top state when it comes to credit card fraud. However, other top areas include South Carolina, in Missouri, which seems to not be the first places that come to mind with the possibility of widespread credit card fraud. So exactly why is credit card fraud so bad? And like I said, being the target of credit card fraud a few times in the last year, I've wondered why it's 
it is so bad, particularly with all the advances in technology to try and defend against the thieves. Why isn't credit card fraud declining rapidly instead of keeping the steady pace of growth that it seems to be? One of the answers why credit card fraud is so bad is technology. Technology is helping with trying to limit credit card fraud, but the crooks are also using technology to their advantage. This shouldn't come as a surprise with the electronic world we live in today. Credit card issuers are using things such as chip technology in their cards and notifications for possible unauthorized transactions to try and stop credit card fraudsters in their tracks. Yet the thieves are using devices like electronic card skimmers to steal credit card information. The internet and email with phishing email scams in addition to widespread use of public non-secure Wi-Fi networks is only adding to the ease of accessibility to personal information by the people that are looking for it. Advances in technology to limit credit card fraud is helping, but it seems the thieves are also using it to their advantage. Another problem with helping the growth of credit card fraud is prosecution and basically the people not getting caught. Part of the problem with the widespread credit card fraud is the rate at which people are caught and the degree to which the guilty people are held accountable. Moreover, I believe the profitability of credit card issuers also has something to do with the frequency of trying to hold people responsible for committing credit card fraud. The report by the United States Sentencing Commission showed that sentences for criminals that commit credit card fraud were decreased for the people that had minor or minimal participation in a crime. The average sentence length for a credit card offender was 31 months. The report went on to show that 37.9% of the people convicted of an, of an offense carrying a mandatory minimum penalty of 18.2% of those same people were relieved of that penalty. That's almost half of the people that should have received a mandatory sentence for credit card fraud. These people were let go with a, a lesser sentence. Another part of the problem with credit card fraud is the profit card issuers make in addition to the amount of time and money it might take to catch the criminals. For a credit card fraud thief to steal something like $600, doesn't seem like it's worth the time to law enforcement or a credit card company to investigate. Low dollar thefts are often just a cost of doing business for the credit card company. Credit card issuers make a lot of money and chasing down people that commit credit card fraud for low dollar amounts just doesn't seem like it's worth the time or expense in many cases. With the average credit card balance in America of around $6,000 and an interest rate of 16%, credit card companies are not completely on the losing side of credit card fraud when the balance sheet is added up. Yes, there are, there are a lot of losses in credit card fraud each year, but the money these credit card companies are making, it, it just doesn't, they're on the plus side when, when that balance sheet's added up. Now, being the target of credit card fraud a couple times last year, the question really came up to me is, is I wondered, you know, how difficult can it be to actually catch these people that are committing credit card fraud? Even though there is a cost to catching people, it doesn't seem like it would take long or even cost much in time to investigate many crimes. 
The problem I have with credit card fraud today is the technology to catch people. Take the few examples of my recent experience with credit card fraud. First, I don't historically use a credit card very often just for the fact of trying to stay away from being the target of credit card thieves. The only time I really used one in the last year was when traveling and eating out a few times when I didn't have the cash. The truth is, I prefer to use cash in most cases. With the low frequency I use a credit card, it is surprising that I would have been even had one instance of credit card fraud. The first time I noticed something with possible credit card fraud last year was when I paid for, for dinner eating out somewhere. The following day, I had a weird zero charge on the card I used, reaching out to the issuer. They said it did appear to be strange that that charge was on there and likely someone was testing the card to see if it would be valid before using it for in a fraudulent way. The bank immediately canceled the card and sent me a new one and there was no damage done with any charges in that particular instance. The second occurrence I encountered with credit card fraud last year was in December. My wife and I had to drive to Illinois and we stayed at a hotel in Franklin, Tennessee on the way up and the same place we stayed at on the drive back. We made the trip in August. This past December, I was notified about a possible fraudulent charge at Sam's Club in Franklin, Tennessee for about $600. It seems very coincidental that a fraudulent charge on my credit card would be in the same town I stayed over in on a road trip, the same town where I stayed in a hotel and used my credit card. There was also a second charge for about $100 in pizza orders. With the text alert I got on my phone about the possibility of a fraudulent credit card charge, I reached out to my bank and they immediately canceled the card. The part that made me really think about catching credit card fraud came with how the the charges at Sam's Club were described on the statement I had. It said the credit card number was keyed into a register. This certainly sounds suspicious to me. You know, how often is this done today where you might go through a credit card line and hand them the card and they key it in. Now, I know sometimes the machines don't work, but it's very rare today. And typically, the, the, you know, the person behind the register might think twice before actually keying something in, I would think. It would seem to me that a person working in the hotel in Franklin, Tennessee, stole my credit card information. Next, they waited several months to, to try and use it. So it didn't cause any alarm to me when a fraudulent charge went on. The same person either worked at Sam's Club now or they had a person on the inside that would key in the stolen credit card information. The question I asked the bank was how hard could it be to catch the person that committed credit card fraud in Tennessee? It seems to me they put, you know, pull the cameras from the time the charge happened and see who was keying in the credit card information. I only use my credit card at the hotel in Franklin, Tennessee. You know, why I was at the hotel? Look for an employee at Sam's Club that might have worked at the same hotel at the time I traveled or questioned the person that keyed in the credit card information. Now, how long can that really take? To my surprise, the bank, they didn't seem too concerned about catching the credit card thieves. They just canceled my card and said I wouldn't be, be responsible for the charges. To me, this was, it was just too easy. 
it was just too simple for me to wipe away the charges on my card and nothing else would be done. The credit card thieves, they probably got away with it. They got away with the crime when there's a good chance it could have been solved and rather quickly. The truth is credit card fraud, one of the big problems is it just seems to be accepted as a problem. With my experience in credit card fraud, it's clear the problem is how the practice, you know, it just appears to be accepted and particularly for lower dollar amounts. When thieves get away with a crime, it doesn't provide much incentive for them to stop. Many of the more experienced credit card thieves also know to stick with frequent low dollar thefts to stay off the radar of, of law enforcement. Credit card fraud being an accepted crime, whether it is a small dollar amount or not, is clearly a problem. This is likely why the crime of credit card fraud will not be slowing down anytime soon. With no foreseeable slowdown in the future of credit card fraud, it is important to follow some guidelines to try and avoid being a target. Now, there are some ways you can avoid or at least limit the possibility of credit card fraud. And one of those ways is, quite honestly, just don't use a credit card. Although it can be challenging in today's electronic world, limiting the use of using a credit card, it will certainly lower the chances of being a victim of fraud. However, reducing the frequency of using a credit card, you have to know it's not going to completely prevent the chance of being a target. As in my own example, I believe I might have only used a card about probably a few dozen times in the same year, I was hit two times with fraudulent use of my credit card. Just having a credit card and not using it isn't going to eliminate the probability of fraud, but it can certainly lower the, you know, the chances. Yet large institutions having a data breach with your saved car credit card information, it's not impossible. Therefore, if you own a credit card, there isn't a way to completely rule out the possibility of fraud. And that really is one of the things that you can do is don't save your payment information on websites and things when it asks for credit card information. You know, most bills can be paid online these days and more people are using the Internet as their shopping mall. When you get the opportunity to save your payment information for future use with a company you're paying on the computer, don't save it if you're given a choice. This can help with a data breach. Also, it can help if a company makes an error in paying themselves for something you didn't purchase. Some places online will require a payment method to be kept with them if you want to use their service. If they do, think twice about using it or find another way if it's possible. With all the monthly services like Netflix or streaming television and Apple iTunes and things like that, it can be difficult to not put a card on file with the company, but try to limit the places this is done. Another thing you can do to try to limit credit card fraud is don't give your credit card information over the phone. Not ever giving credit card information over the phone can be next to impossible today, it seems. Nevertheless, limit doing this. Don't ever give your account information to anyone you do not entirely trust on the telephone. This is particularly the case if someone is calling you and asking you for your information. Bill collectors and collect collection agencies are notorious for calling people and asking for immediate payment information. 
Tell these people to send you something in the mail and never give out your credit card information over the phone to them. Another thing you can do to limit the possibility of credit card fraud is watch your credit card. If you're using your credit card in a store or restaurant, try to avoid the person taking the card away. This can be challenging with dining out and therefore it can be a good choice to use cash. Someone that can take your credit card information into another room can easily take a picture with their phone. This allows a snapshot of a card number, expiration date, and security code. Check your bank statements regularly and sign up for the notifications if, if they have this available. Checking banking and credit card statement activity on a regular basis is very important. It can quickly show any irregularities. Also, I can't stress enough on the importance of signing up for message notifications if the issuer of your credit card offers this service. In my case, this is really likely what led to stopping credit card thieves quickly in their tracks. Sign up for text message notifications of suspicious credit card activity if it is offered through your credit card issuer. Next, only use secure websites to enter your payment information. When shopping online or making a bill payment, it is important to ensure the website you are using is secure. This is sometimes seen by a small little padlock in the address bar of the website in the browser. But just because a website shows it's secure, it doesn't really guarantee security, but it can help with at least getting some assurance. The bottom line with entering payment information online is to ensure the site you are on is one that you trust. And remember to never save your payment information on a website. It's also important to pay attention where you use your credit or debit card. Because of the advances in technology, both thieves and consumers are benefiting when it comes to credit card fraud. Consumers have more tools to try and combat fraud, while the crooks themselves are also using technology to their advantage. Devices such as skimmers are often used by credit card thieves to try and steal card information. These devices are many times connected to gas pumps or ATM machines. If something looks out of the ordinary while attempting to use a card at something like a gas station or ATM, avoid using it. Go to another ATM or gas station and report the problem. It's so easy today to just swipe a credit card for a transaction. The people stealing card information know this and try to use it to their advantage. Pay attention to where you're using your credit card to try and avoid issues. Probably one of the biggest problems with credit card fraud today is how the thieves are utilizing the internet and email to steal card information. Phishing email scams claiming to be a bank or some other institution is it's pretty common. Also, computer hackers are using spyware and malware to track keystrokes and record credit card information. The issue with email scams is crooks can easily make a message look authentic and provide a link to a website that it might also look genuine. Technology has not only made all this possible, but also quite easy for even the least computer literate thief. If you get an email asking for personal information, don't respond and do not click on any of the links in it. Instead, proceed with caution and call the business. Ask them to mail you something. The reason it's important to ask for something in snail mail is that the thieves are now 
even utilizing a mixture of the internet and telephone to try and steal what they can from unsuspecting consumers. If you don't know where an email or website hyperlink has come from, simply don't click on it. This can save you from possible credit card fraud. Now, this next tip for hopefully avoiding credit card fraud is, isn't really something new, and it's basically your trash can be a thief's treasure. It could be difficult to believe with the electronic world we live in today, but your actual physical trash can, it can be a treasure of information for thieves. Although most of the world has moved to electronic bills and information, there is still something that can go through the traditional mail service that can be of use to a credit card thief. Use a shredder for any sensitive personal information that you throw away in the trash. At the very least, rip it up into as many tiny pieces as you can. Credit card offers, physical billing statements, and bank statements are all welcome pieces of information for credit card thieves that might be looking through your garbage. One of the best things to do would be to stop getting pre-approved credit offers, and this can be done by going to optoutprescreen.com. This is a service run by the credit reporting agencies like Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. It's not just your trash that thieves are after. It might also be going into your actual mailbox. Limit the things you get in the mail that might tempt less than honest people, as well as the, as well as the items you throw in your trash. This can only help with limiting the possibility of credit card fraud. Now, with the real possibility of being a victim of credit card fraud with how widespread it is, you might be asking yourself, what can you do if you are the target of credit card fraud? The good news with credit card fraud that I will tell you is the Fair Credit Billing Act. And this states that in most cases, you would not be responsible for unauthorized charges that exceed $50 as long as they are disputed within 60 days from the time your bills received. Most credit card issuer, issuers will take care of fraudulent charges. The best practice when you have been the target of credit card fraud is to report the problem to the card issuer immediately. A lot of times it can be easy to see that fraud has occurred. This might be because it is someplace you rarely or never shop, or it might even be a case in which a charge is done in another state or part of the world you've never been to or visited. My own most recent story of credit card fraud shows how it can be difficult to dispute that someone has not used my card without my authorization. There are credit card users that try to scam the system with their own credit card, believe it or not, but for the most part, people are honest. Report any fraudulent activity on a credit card as soon as it is discovered, and this should take care of any problems. And have the card, make sure to have the card immediately canceled. Credit card fraud is, it's a major problem, and particularly in the United States. Technology is helping to try and fight credit card fraud, but it's also assisting the thieves. A larger problem with the widespread credit card fraud issue is the rate at which people are being investigated, prosecuted, and convicted. Without more accountability for credit card thieves to be held responsible for even smaller crimes, the rate of credit card fraud will likely not decrease anytime soon. Not all criminals, believe it or not, are, are, are foolish. Many of them know that small dollar crimes will likely not be investigated when it comes to credit card fraud. 
Until credit card issuers, law enforcement, and the legal system start to take credit card fraud more seriously, nothing's probably going to change. It appears that credit card fraud has just become accepted and it is an expense for doing business. With the growing problem of credit card fraud, the only thing consumers can do is to try to limit the possibility of being a victim. People that use credit cards need to understand that fraud is not only a possibility, but it's also likely to happen at some point. When it does occur, report the issue immediately to the credit card issuer and have the card canceled. Don't look for the crooks to be caught that stole your credit card information and used it illegally. This is especially the case if smaller dollar amounts were charged. Although you might feel as though you deserve some justice, law enforcement and your financial institution will likely not feel it's worth the time to investigate. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. What are your thoughts on credit card fraud? Is there also something you'd like me to cover in a future podcast? If there is, you can send any questions or comments directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. On the next podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about retirement. Are you financially ready for retirement? Retirement doesn't start at a predetermined age. It really starts when a person has the desire to retire and the money to do so. However, it can also begin when a person does not have the choice to choose when they'd like to retire. Join me on the next podcast episode as I talk about retirement and are you financially ready?